Tehilim Perek Kaf is a mizmor with which we are all very familiar. It's something that we recite daily in our tefillah. It's also a mizmor that is typically recited in times of stress for Am Yisrael. If we look at the mizmor in the context of when it was likely originally composed, this mizmor was likely a prayer said by the nation on behalf of the king in a time when korbanot were still offered. However, there's no specific indication as to a particular war or a particular time period. Perhaps it was a general prayer for the king, for one of the roles of the king was always to lead his people out to war. Um, whatever the case may be, the mizmor is composed in a way that it can be prayed and relevant at all times, whether there is a king or migdash or not. And if we look at this mizmor as a tefillah dorot, some of the terms in the mizmor which Tend, which seem to indicate um, the addressing of a king, we can look at those as general. Perhaps the Mishicho that's referred to refers to Bnei Israel. When it says, perhaps rather than the nation saying this on behalf of the king, Hashem is offering this prayer or blessing to the people that he will answer them during Tzarot. In terms of structure, this, this Mizmor has three sections. The first one, Pisukim Bet Tavav, is the section in which the nation speaks to the king and blesses him, and they use ten different words of prayer on behalf of the king. The next section, Pisukim Zayin Titet, is the section where the Shliach Sibur prays on behalf of the nation. In his prayer, he announces, he is very confident that his prayer will be accepted. So one way of looking at this confidence is um, saying that the first half of the Mizmor was perhaps recited before the king went out to war, whereas this, the second and third sections were said upon his return and victory. We'll look at this confidence in success as resulting from the tefillah itself. We've seen before that the process of prayer can give a person confidence in Hashem. And we'll see that there's the, perhaps the strong confidence in relying on Hashem, as opposed to relying on the sus and rechev, is what gives the shliach tzibur the confidence that the king will be successful. In the closing section, which is really just one pasuk, pasuk yud, the entire nation prays together. There's a summary of the tefillah, and this section contains the only direct address to Hashem. The overall structure of the mizmor um, has an envelope structure where we open with the phrase Yancha and then we close with Hamelach Ya'aneinu. So we're opening and closing with the answering. This is a prayer where we're praying on behalf of the king, on behalf of the nation, hoping that Hashem will answer the prayer. Pasuk Aleph. Lam Mizmor Le David. Our typical opening to the lead player, David Sam, Sam. Pasuk bet, Yancha Adonai biyom sarah, Hashem should answer you, implying when you call out to him on the day of distress. So this is the blessing that the nation is blessing the king. We hope that Hashem will answer you. Yisagevcha Shem Elohei Yaakov. The name of Yaakov's God should strengthen you, Selah. So that word Yisagevcha is similar to the word Misgav, which is a fortress. So we translated that word as meaning God should give you strength. He should strengthen you like a fortress. And the Shem, Yisagevecha, Shem Elohei Yaakov, Shem Elohei Yaakov can just be a synonym for 
God, or perhaps a more poetic way of explaining it. Pasuk Gimel, Yishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh, Umision Yisadecha. May he send help to you from the Kodesh, perhaps the Kodesh Kodashim, the holy place, the Mikdash. And from Sion, his Mikdash, he should support you. Dr. Chagai ben Artsi points out that the emphasis on the Mikdash and Sion is an intentional one. The point being to show the people that the Mikdash is in Sion, that there is a centralized place of worship, something that was not assumed until the Beit HaMikdash was built, and perhaps it's the Mishareh's way of saying the prayers, the focus of the Jewish people needs to be in the Mikdash. Pasuk Dalet, Yizkor kol minchotecha ve'olatecha yidashena sela. Hashem should recall all of your korbanot. So in Pasuk Gimel we asked that Hashem sends his help from the Mikdash, Obviously, in the Mikdash, there's going to be korbanot. So here we have the language of yizkor, that the korbanot should be a zikaron for you, meaning they should represent you, the king, positively before God. And then he should also accept with ratzon the ashes of your olot. Um, Rashi takes the words mincha and ola, which we traditionally, or which we always translate as korbanot, and says that these are the these are the prayers that one says when they're in war. Now, Amos HaKam points out that it's strange for Rashi to translate, that the, translate this this way. We are pretty familiar with Amincha and Ola as Korbanot. This doesn't seem to be the Peshat. But perhaps Rashi adds this comment to indicate to us an appropriate time in which to say this tefillah in a post-Temple period. And as we know, this is the Mizmor that we often latch onto when, whenever there is a time of distress or duress for the Jewish people. And in answering the prayers, we, in the request to answer the prayers, we now say, May he grant what your heart would want, and all of your counsels he should fulfill. So this is referring to the planning or the plotting of the king, and the king we're assuming, is going out there to crush his enemies, and Hashem should give him the strength to be victorious in his plans. Pasuk Vav Niranena bishuatecha uveshem Eloheinu nidgol Let us sing gladly in your salvation, or perhaps in your anticipated salvation, and in the name of our God, nidgol, according to Rashi, as we will gather, so we will gather in support of the king, or to help the king to share in his victory. May Hashem fulfill all of your requests in your tefillah. This broad prayer, that final, God shall fulfill all your requests, grant you all your wishes, closes the beracha to the king. We move now in Pasuk Zayin to the prayer of the Shliach Tibur on behalf, or for, on behalf of the nation for the king. Pasuk Zayin. I now know that Hashem has saved his anointed, the king. He has answered him from his holy heavens. So the speaker is saying, it's clear to me that everything I prayed on behalf of the king will come true. 
As we've seen earlier, prayer is a transformative act, giving the person who is praying confidence in his relationship with God and confidence that his prayer will be answered. And then the pasuk closes, Bigvurot Yesha Yemino. With acts of strength, he will save his right hand. So Hashem will empower the king, so to speak, by protecting his right hand, the, the symbol of strength and might, the symbol of his military arm. Pasuk Chet, First, we'll just translate this straight. They, the chariots, and they, the horses. But we, the name of our God, Hashem, will invoke. So there are those who are more powerful than us with horses and with chariots. There are those who are very confident in their horses and chariots. But the va'anachnu, the, the but, the contrast, we... Trust in the name of God. That is what we mention. And our mention of and reliance on God is the reason that we're confident that we, as we saw in the previous Pesukim, Yiskor kol menuchatecha. Hashem will remember us, for we remember Him. Yet another example of the importance of the reciprocal, reciprocal relationship between God and His people. Um, this Pasuk is also very reminiscent of the Pasuk that David said to Goliath. So we definitely have a precedent. We see this elsewhere in Tanakh as well, that we, while we go and engage in warfare, our confidence in our military victory is dependent in our belief and trust in God. Pasuk Tet. Hema kareu v'nafalu v'anachnu kamnu v'anitodad. They have tumbled and fallen, but we arose and were supported. So they first tumbled or they bent, kareu, and then they fell even further. We had the opposite experience. We stood up, and then we were supported even more. We were further strengthened. And this contrast of the falling and being totally downfold and us standing and being supported is a result of the contrasting attitudes that we saw in the previous Pasuk. Our strength and support results from God. After this statement, we close the Mizmor with a direct address to Hashem. While at first the nation prayed on behalf of the king to God, Hashem was always referred to in the third person. And here we have a final summary direct address to Hashem. Pasuk Yod, Adonai Hoshia. Hashem, save us. The king answer us on the day we call out to you. So this last pasu can be seen as a, a battle cry. Hashem, save us. Save us on the day that we're going out to war. Or this can be reviewed as a general request for salvation. After we prayed for the king, we expressed our bitachon in Hashem, we sum it up and we say, Hashem, Please save us on the days that we call out to you, on the days that we need your salvation. The use of the word king at the end, Hashem Hoshia, Hashem save us, Hamelach Koreinu, we have the word Hashem being replaced as well by Hamelech. 
So Hashem save us, the king, meaning Hashem, answer us on the day we call out to you. So using the word king again highlights that while the nation has been praying for the success of the mortal king, Hashem is the elevated and true king.